Take away the world's desire when we pray. Holy Spirit, lift us higher when we pray. When we pray. When we pray. Let it not be for a season when we pray. Give us wisdom and not reason when we pray. Let your name be our petition when we
and the power of his blood. I come before you, Lord, recognizing that you are supreme in authority. Your power is great in the heavens and the earth, and your anger is shown against all wickedness and the evil imagination of men. Father, I boldly approach your throne yet again, this time asking for grace and mercy for your bride, the church. Your word says that judgment shall begin at the house of God, so let the church bear the greatest indictment. Because your invisible works are clearly seen, demonstrating your eternal power and divine nature, all men are without excuse. Yet through hypocrisy, we have given place to your enemies to blaspheme your great and holy name. Because of our perversion and deceitfulness, which brings shame to your name, they question whether we are really your children. For this cause, Lord, we are guilty and bear the greater burden. We have been weighed in the balance and been found wanting, yet we refuse to change our path. We have been deliberate in our great trespass before you, Lord, and we are not hidden from your sight. We have provoked you to anger with our foolish and unwise behavior, being spiritually blind and naked, allowing the world to see our shame. Heavenly Father, because you are a God of mercy and great compassion, we come before you in humility that you may examine our ways. We come before you confessing that if we humble ourselves and pray, seek your face, and turn from our wicked ways, then will you hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our land. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that your hands are not shortened that they cannot save, nor your ear heavy that it cannot hear. We stand before you, Lord, to answer the indictment that has been laid against us and pray that through repentance our sins will be forgiven. For we have done wicked things in your sight, even rebellion against your commandments and your continued reminders and warnings. In the name of Jesus, we acknowledge our shortcomings and weaknesses, seeking to be washed in the blood of our Savior Jesus Christ. For we were called to be the salt of the earth, a people that would bear witness to your name, follow your examples, live by your commandments, and set a difference between that which is holy and that which is profane. Instead, our hearts have been pierced with the desires of the world, and we have adopted their ways, chasing after materialism and lust and compromising your standards. We have not sought you for who you are, but for what you can give and how much we can get. We have allowed worldliness into your church and created unholy alliances with the world, calling that which is evil good and that which is good evil, while refusing to take a righteous stand. We have sought validation from the world and coveted the admiration of men who have perverted your statutes for selfish gain. We have shown them all that is in your sanctuary, giving access to thieves and robbers who now make merchandise of your sheep and a mockery of your name. We have failed to protect the innocent, neglected the cries of the poor, and watched as families are being destroyed. We have not sanctified you in the eyes of the people, becoming powerless gift chasers who adorn the things on the outside while failing to address the evil within. We have compromised your word by seeking popularity and friendship with the world, choosing to entertain the masses with our talents and gifts while watering down your word and speaking fables instead of convicting people to change. We stand idle as the innocent are snatched from the womb while we defend the guilty giving them place on your stage. We are consumed with the pursuit of wealth, while at the same time we are robbed of morality, dignity, and holiness. Through compromise and exploitation, we have lost our influence. Through sermonettes and motivational speeches, we have catered to itching ears, and through hypocrisy and double standards, our pulpits have been stripped of power and authority. 
We have even embraced the lifestyles of this world and distorted the meaning of your love instead of preaching the sovereign design and plan of God. We have lost our way, Lord, and given over the years of this life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, forgive us, Father, for we bombard your throne with selfish prayers while the world around us declines and decay, drifting further and further away from you. We have been mesmerized by the lust of the world and desensitized by its influences while engaging in unspeakable acts, adultery and fornication, abortions, drunkenness, promiscuity, hatred and insensitivity, drug use, blasphemies, idolatry, man lying with man, women lying with women. We defile ourselves by flooding our minds with pornography, immorality and lust and other kinds of sexual perversion. We have neglected our children and not taught them your ways, putting success and riches before love and direction. We have allowed our marriages to grow cold, harbored unforgiveness, and refused to show affection, while opening the door for the enemy to wreak havoc in our families. We have become a lukewarm church, lacking holiness and obedience to your word, even denying your name, Lord, and abandoning the cross. We have allowed false prophets to operate in the church while embracing false gods and religions. We are in a backslidden state and confess our sins before you. We were all born into this world with something to surrender, but so many of us have refused to let go, choosing to embrace our fallen nature by making excuses for sin, as opposed to trusting your word for deliverance and healing. In doing so, we have denied the power of the cross and the delivering authority of your resurrection. We go down in the water, but never come up, sinking further and further into the depth you gave your life to conquer. We have titles without meaning, performances without actors, services without substance, and buildings that are lifeless when it comes to the real power of God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we repent, Lord, and ask for your forgiveness. Lord, let your anger and fury be held back, and let your mercy fall upon us as we repent of our wicked deeds and turn back to you. Let us once again be the people you have chosen to show yourself strong in the earth, that through our examples and trusting your word, the world will once again look to the church for salvation and demonstration of the true power of God. Lord, please hear our cry, incline thine ear, and behold our frail state, that we may eagerly approach your throne with boldness and have confidence at your appearing. Your word says that you will never leave or forsake us, and we come to you by faith, knowing that without faith it is impossible to please you. Deliver us from the guilt of the past and wipe away all condemnation, for through our sin we have given the enemy access to our lives and the legal right to carry out his diabolical plan of destruction against us. But now, Lord, through repentance, his rights have been revoked. In the name of Jesus, we denounce Satan and his demonic forces of evil and his rebellion against the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus and the finished work of the cross, he loses all rights to torment, deceive, destroy, afflict, and manifest himself in the lives of your people. And we sever all ties, cooperation, agreement, conspiracy, and relationship with the world and the world system. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we command Satan to loose every stronghold, demonic manifestation, false belief, vice, grip, addiction, spell, and curse right now according to the word of God. We choose you, Lord, and the finished work of the cross, and want no part of Satan and the temptations of this world. I declare right now that we are loosed in your precious name. Lord, we renew our covenant and commitment to you, 
and exercise our choice to faithfully serve you with all of our heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. In the name of Jesus, we make a conscious choice to turn back to you and once again follow after your statutes and commandments and pledge our undivided service and devotion to you. But we have been bought with a price and serving you is our reasonable service. So help us, Lord, to be lights in this world, ambassadors of the Most High God and instruments of righteousness, representing your will and not our own. I pray, Lord, that our hunger and thirst for you is never quenched and that you give us both to will and to do your good pleasure, that we as a church may fulfill the calling and purpose that you have spoken over our lives. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we denounce the pleasures of this world, false doctrine and all forms of spiritual adultery. We pray that you expose the synagogue of Satan operating behind church walls, every lying and deceitful spirit and demons operating as angels of light. Let us not worship or reverence anyone or anything but the true and living God and drive out the spirit of Antichrist. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that you remove all doubts and bring revelation to every distortion of the truth and that we drive out the spirit of Jezebel that teaches fornication, lust, and idolatry that her curse, seduction, and influence be broken and bound right now in the name of Jesus and erased from the hearts and minds of your people. I ask, Lord, that the depths of Satan operating in the church be exposed and driven out in Jesus' name, that we no longer defile ourselves through the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, hating all evil, pride, arrogance, and the evil way. Grant us spiritual discernment that we are not deceived, let us examine the fruit of a man and not be gift chasers led astray by talents, gifts, and charisma. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that the church will once again be known for its good works, love, faith, dedication, patience, and compassion to all men. That we hate the sin but love the sinner, understanding that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Let us love according to the word of God, standing on the truth preaching the word in and out of season and making no provision for the flesh while understanding that grace is not an excuse for sin and a justification for heaven. Help us, Lord, to minister without compromise to those seeking the truth and be found without spot or wrinkle, boldly proclaiming the truth of Christ and the power of his resurrection. Let us live and reign with Christ, clothed with holiness and abiding in his presence through eternity. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I speak life into your church and come against all dead things. Let our branches bring forth fruit in their season and our roots be nourished by the waters of life. Let us be called and set apart, chosen and faithful, serving as kings and priests in your kingdom, knowing that we are in the end times, that we be not lulled to sleep by the passing of days, nor deceived by scoffers who deny your coming, but that we are watchful and that day does not overtake us as a thief in the night. We are pilgrims in the earth, and this is not our home. So we look forward to the rapture and second coming of Christ, having faith that the promises of God shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus, I pray that we hold fast to our belief that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man cometh to the Father but by you, and that we never lose our boldness and passion for the Most High God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that we are not weary in well-doing, and that we have a desire to spend quality time in your word and in fellowship with you. That we neglect not the fellowshipping of the saints, as we are one in the body of Christ and sealed by the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. That we may all faithfully walk in the calling and purpose we have been given, pressing toward the mark and high calling of Jesus Christ our Lord. 
I thank you, Lord, that you are able to keep that which we have committed unto you against that day, and that nothing we have done is in vain, but all things are accounted to our heavenly account that we may be rich towards God. Lord, let us run this race with patience, looking unto you who has endured the cross and despised the shame for the joy that was set before you, that our names be confessed before the Father and written in the Lamb's book of life. I pray, Lord, that we are steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the love of God, that we may receive a crown of life promised to those who endure unto the end. Now unto God, who knows the beginning from the end, who is our shield in time of trouble, and who causes us to endure the fiery furnaces of life, we give you honor and praise. We proclaim and ascribe greatness to your name, for your deeds are perfect and all that you do is just and fair. You own the cattle on a thousand hills and cause darkness to flee in the presence of light. I pray, Lord, that we demonstrate our gratitude for all that you have done by keeping your commandments. For your word says, obedience is better than sacrifice and rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Let your word be a light unto our path, revelation in darkness, and our blueprint for all matters pertaining to this life and the one thereafter. It is through you, Heavenly Father, and the power of your might that one could chase a thousand and two could put ten thousand to flight. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. These things I ask and pray and affirm in Jesus' great and holy name. Amen. 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 And good evening and welcome to LPJ 64. Well, Mr. and Mrs. Sweetang Bible Study Hour. Oh, and we Lord. hope that you get your Bibles ready, because here we go. Yeah, we, we're ready to go. I hope you have your Bible ready. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. I'm always ready to talk about the Lord's Word. I'm already ready to always talk about my Heavenly Father, my Savior. That's right. Yes, I'm ready. I look forward to it each and every day. And so we thank you for... Coming back and join us once again, and those that are brand new, we thank you for joining us. Yes. If you just joined us Friday, we had talked about the personality, the personality. of the Holy Spirit. Um, and you know, he, ha he, he talks, has. He, yes. he, he talks, he loves, he hears. Yes, he has a personality. And that's right, and he, he loves. And he loves. Absolutely. Yes, he does, just like we do. He has everything that we have. That's right. And see, we thinking the Holy Spirit is a force, but he has a personality as well. Well, yes. has the same attributes well, as and, the Heavenly about, Father in heaven. If he didn't have a personality, how could he give you one? And how could he love you and That's rule right. you? How could he teach <laughs> you about love if he didn't know how to love? That's right. You see, you can't teach someone about something you know nothing about. Right. Amen to that. So get your Bibles ready, and we're going to start in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30. Would you like to read that? You want me to go ahead? Okay. <clears throat> I know it. And do not give grief to the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were marked for the day of salvation. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to be talking about tonight grieving and resisting the Holy Spirit. Mm. Mm -hmm. So the Holy Spirit has the unique ability to lead sinners to an awareness of their true sinful state. He also awakens in us a desire to accept Jesus 
and its forgiveness of our sins. The Holy Spirit possesses a matchless power to make us overcomers and to enable us to reflect the beautiful character of Jesus. <clears throat> so at the time, at the same time, this powerful and mighty Holy Spirit can be resisted by feeble sinners. He does not force himself upon us. Yeah. God doesn't do it. Jesus don't, and the Holy Spirit don't either. Well, he wouldn't be a giver, a just God. That's if he right. forced you to take or receive anything, then he wouldn't be a just God. He wouldn't be a loving God. That's right. If he forced and you. And they all are one, but they have they have the same personalities. They are separate. They are separate, right. So sin is very alluring, very appealing. Yet it is highly deceptive and leads to death. It is a diametrically opposed to God and his pure holiness and goodness. Reflecting this divine holiness, the Holy Spirit is opposed to sin in every form. And it is grieved when we sin and are unwilling to give it up. So as powerful as the Holy Spirit is, his positive impact can be quenched, and we can resist him when we continue in our sinful life. And we're going to go to Matthew chapter 12, 31 and 32. Matthew. 31 and 32. Chapter 12, 31 and 32. All right. Are we there yet? I'm there. I'm there. Okay. <laughs> so I say to you, every sin and every evil word against God will have forgiveness. But for evil words against the Spirit, there will be no forgiveness. Mm. And whoever say a word, say the word against the Son of Man, will have forgiveness. But whoever say the word against the Holy Spirit will not have forgiveness in this life or in that which is to the come. Holy Spirit is very important. So very important. The Holy Spirit is very important. When God put the Holy Spirit above Himself. Yes, He did. You gotta watch this when you talk about the Holy Spirit. Because He said the gospel even tell us that there is one sin that cannot be forgiven, blaspheming against the Spirit. Oh, wow. that's right. Whoa, we have to watch that when we. When we speak of the Holy Spirit, oh, we have to watch what we say, exactly. how we say it, and, and 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 all that because, well, we just heard that just there's no forgiveness it. when you speak against the Holy Spirit. That's right. We're going to talk more about it in this study tonight. So, uh, we're going to Acts chapter seven and verse fifty-one. Okay, Acts seven. 51. 51. <clears throat> so resisting the Holy Spirit. Okay. So Acts chapter 7 verse 51. You whose heart are hard and whose ears are shut to me, you are ever working against the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. Mm. So what warnings was given here and how does it apply to us? Well, there are a number of sin specifically mentioned in scripture as sin sins against the Holy Spirit. So many of those sins are on the individual level. 
However, there is also a corporate dimension involved as we conclude from Acts 7.51. Now, Stephen points out that his accusers of stiff neck, that's us, oh. <laughs> as were the rebellious Israelites when they worshipped the golden calf. Mm. We're going to look at that in the Old Testament, Exodus chapter 33. Oh, Exodus destruction on you while you are on the way. So they resisted the Holy Spirit because they refused to listen to what the Holy Spirit would impress through God's prophet among, upon their hearts. So this pattern of opposition to God and his plan ultimately led some to reject the claims of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Instead of following Jesus, they made external worship a substitute for obedience to the living word of God. That's right. Instead of following the Bible, mm -hmm. <clears throat> which is his word, they the led to their own mm -hmm. yes, they led to their own understanding and their own way. And God said, mm -mm. So they choose to they chose to <clears throat> worship an idol. Yes, they were they chose to worship idols. And God tell us not to put anything before him. Nothing. A jealous God. He done told us that over and over. Nothing before him. That's right. Cars, wives, husbands, children, nothing before him. That's right. I am a jealous God. Mm -hmm. So it is amazing thought that frail human beings created by God and dependent on him are able to resist the work of the Holy Spirit and ultimately the grace of God. So as powerful as God is, he does not force himself upon our free will. He respects our choices. Isn't that something? Now, that's a powerful God. Well, you know, now, what, that's love. what's so amazing about that, mm -hmm. he respects something that he gave us. That's right, a will. That's right. I mean, yeah, that, that's amazing. He gave it to you. Mm -hmm. Then he turned around and respected it. Because he gave it to you. He don't have to respect that he gave you. He is he, the creator. Right. He gave it to you, and then he gave it all the respect. If you don't want to, okay, I'm on force you. Exactly, because yeah. he's saying, after all, if God wanted to force us to obey, why didn't he do it? And Eden, with Adam and Eve, and thus spare the whole world the crisis of sin. Right. Well, God has made us free beings with the power to make moral, moral choices, either for life or uh -huh. for death, either for good or uh -huh. for evil. That's right. What a sacred and costly gift we have each been given. So while everyone is responsible for his or her own decision, we also have a corporate responsibility. 
we should encourage one another to be faithful, to obey God's word, and to stay close to Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 10, we're going to go to in the New Testament. Chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 24 okay. and 25. 24. All mm -hmm. right. I'm there waiting. Yeah. Okay. You <laughs> beat me there. <laughs> Hebrews 10, verse 24 and 25. And let us be moving one another at all times to love and good works, not giving up our meetings as is the way of some, but keeping one another strong in faith, and all the more because you see the day coming near. Mm. So he's and telling us to come together corporately and encourage each other, strengthen one another. Right, because the day is near. It's getting closer, even at the door. It's knocking almost. Yes, it's absolutely. Almost, I mean, it's not. Look at the days. The days are getting so short. It's mm -hmm. like weeks or days look like it's, it's Monday. Sunday and Monday again. I mean, it you is. look it's like what happened to the middle of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? <laughs> yeah, I mean, where did it go? It's like it's here. Monday is here. You look up, it's Friday. You look up, it's back Sunday. Back to Monday again. It's, yeah, it's back to Monday again. The days are just flying. Yes, yes, you know? it is. And then with all the crisis and everything, the chaos that's going on around the world, we we have to be. We see this. Mm -hmm. But we're still going on about our business, working and acting like nothing is going on. But it is. But it is. But it is. So we resist the Holy Spirit today when we resist the Word of God. And when we do not heed to the message of His prophets. So it's so easy to look back at ancient Israel and judge and criticize them for all their mistakes. But what about our own poor choices? How would you feel if they were made as public as were the mistakes of the ancient Israel? Oh, and they are. Yes. When we look at ourselves and look at ancient Egypt, yes, you yeah. would think a that Egypt Israel, is yeah. living <laughs> in this day. We are, we are spiritual Israel. Yes. That's what we got to understand because we are doing the same thing, stiff-necked, don't obey the laws of God. We don't even obey the laws of the land, let alone the laws of God. God, that's right. Oh, and we, we obey more of the land of the law than God because the land of the law fit what we want to do. Yeah. Man, well, it depends be, on right. what we, we choose what we want to obey yeah, when it comes yeah, to the laws yeah, of the land. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So, you know, we read in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30, talking about grieving the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a personal being, like we discussed, not just a divine force. That is why he can be grieved. How do we grieve the Holy Spirit? Perhaps we should remember that one of the tasks of the Holy Spirit is to open our eyes to sin. So let's look at John chapter 16 and verse 8. John 16, mm -hmm. 8. Mm -hmm. All right. 8. Okay. And he, when he comes, will make the world conscious of sin and of righteousness and of being judged. 
He leads us to Jesus, who forgives our sins and sanctifies us. After all, God's Spirit is called holy. So this means that he hates sin, but he rejoices when we are obedient to God in all things and think and speak what is pure and holy. On the other hand, this, is, this also means that he is grieved when we cherish anything that is unworthy of our divine calling. Mm. So any determination on our part to hold on to sin or to downplay the seriousness of sin, it grieves the Holy Spirit. So grieving the Holy Spirit is a serious thing. A very serious thing. It's very thing. serious. So in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30, what we had talked about in the beginning, about the grieving of the Holy Spirit deals with the lifestyle one lived before being converted by Christ and what came after that conver conversion. So as we become new creatures in Christ, we should be patient and gentle with each other, forbearing one another in love and being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And we're going to find that scripture in Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse 2 and 3. Okay. 4, 2, and 3. Read that. Let's okay. Get. Just like you said, with all gentle and quiet behavior, taking whatever comes, putting up with one another in love taking care to keep the harmony of the Spirit in the yoke of peace. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at Ephesians chapter 4, we're going to go to verse 23. And be made new in the spirit of your mind. So we have to be renewed by the Spirit. By the Spirit. Yes, and we are now following Christ, our new uh, the new person. We're going to go to 15 as well in 4. By saying true words in love may come to full growth in him who is the head, even Christ. Christ. And so we do not walk in the vanity of our minds as the Gentiles did. We're going to go to 17 in 4. This I say then, and give witness in the Lord that you are to go no longer in the way of the Gentiles whose minds are turned to that which has no profit. Instead, we live a life that is pleasing to God. Right. We live a life that people can see God in you. That's right. The lifestyle has the changed. Lifestyle. They can see love. They can see peace. They can Gentleness, see joy. They can see happiness. Kindness. kindness. They can see... All the things that they did not see in you before, before, they can see a changed person, a person that was not there before. Amen. They can see love that was not there before. They can see peace that was not there before, gentleness that was not there mm -hmm. before, kindness that love. was not there before, love that was not there before. Forgiveness that was not there before. Faith. Faith that was not there before. Mm -hmm. See, those things, they know that Christ is living and in, working in, in you. you. 
and Holy Spirit. Amen. So whenever we allow any of the negative things mentioned in these verses in chapter 4 to find room in our hearts, and when they manifest themselves in our words and deeds, then the Spirit is sad and grieved. Grieving the Holy Spirit means to spurn, to spurn, to turn. His sanctifying presence and His life-transforming power because we continue to willfully sin. Now, we don't mean slip up, fall down. Right. Get up with sin on your mind. Eat sin, sleep mm-hmm. sin, walk sin, talk sin. In other sin. words, sin has control over Right. You, you live to sin. Right. So it's like some people live to eat. That's what you do. You live to sin. Sin is forever on your mind. That's right. That's not like falling down every now and then. But you get up to sin. You mm-hmm. eat. You, you eat and think about sin. You walk and think about sin. You work and think about sin. Everything you do is sin, sin, sin. That's what God is talking about. That's right. You worship sin. That is what the Lord is talking about. That's right. So in Ephesians, now we're in 4, let's go to 25. All right. And so putting away false words, let everyone say what is true to his neighbors, for we are parts one of another. So what are we told to do here? He's telling us to put away false words, lies, basically let lies. Let everyone say what is true. He wants us to speak the truth. Right. Not only speak it. Agree with the truth and not lie. If you agree with a lie, then you have lied. That's right. We got to put on the new man. We got to put right. on the new creature. We got to be new in Christ. So we delight the Holy Spirit when we speak the truth in love. When we are angry about sin, but do not sin in our anger. Do right. not let sin the Lord said it's okay to be angry, but do not let, let it, it make, make you sin. sin. That's right. See, do not let it make you sin. See, angry, <clears throat> angry that cause you to lie, kill, mm-hmm. steal. It can cause you to do all kind of things. That's right. That's why God said it's okay to be angry, but do not let it cause you to sin. That's exactly right. So when we work, with our own hands and use the product of our labor to do good for the needy when we speak in an edifying manner and impart grace to our hearers and when we are kind, tender-hearted, and forgiving. So if we claim to be Christian, yet live as though Christ had never come and our lives are not affected by his leading and his love, then we grieve the Holy Spirit. Right. When right. we confess that we believe in the truth, but how we act and behave contradicts that confession, we grieve the Holy Spirit. Right. So you said, <clears throat> I don't believe in lying, but every time you open your mouth, you You're tell lying. a lie, then you have grieved the Holy, the Holy Spirit. Because you say one thing, but do another. That's right. 
And th th that's how you breathe the Holy Spirit. If you don't believe in lying, then don't lie. Right, and when you don't forgive your brother or your sister, then you also breathe the Holy Spirit. Yes. So a lack of moral integrity also breathes the Spirit. Our outreach efforts must not be divorced from our ethical behavior. If we live in such a way that others realize that we truly are his children and reflect Jesus, we bring joy to the heart of God. Amen. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And you know, that's, that's a uh, battle. It seems easy until somebody, because they're always going to make sure he rear his ugly head to tempt us. To try to lure us in all kind of ways. Well, yeah, that's his job. That's his, his job. job. Now we got to be on our job. Well, you you got to remember that the devil go be, before God every day, saying, "Told you, Robert wasn't right. Mm -hmm. Told you he wasn't worth saving. Mm -hmm. Told you he wasn't worth forgiving. I told you, let me have it. He ain't about it. He ain't, he ain't about it. He wasn't gonna do right. He, devil go before steal, God kill, and destroy. Right. He goes before God like a lawyer goes before a judge. Mm -hmm. Present my case every day why God ought to go ahead and let him have me because right. I'm not worthy to be saved. Mm -hmm. He goes before him every day. That's Present why my case why God ought to let me go ahead and let him have me. Mm -hmm. Just like the lawyer goes before a judge. Mm -hmm. Every day. And not only go, he always throws stumbling blocks to make me stumble so God can see his right. him saying, well, he ain't worthy. See, he done done well, he again. done it again. He done done it again. See, I told you he yeah. wasn't going to stop. But God knows your heart. Yes, he does. He knows that you are worthy. Because you know what? The thing is, the effort that we put into wanting to do right and the faith that we have in Christ, that he will complete the work. That's right. God don't build buildings and don't finish. He completes them. So we're going to take a break right now and play a song. But we don't want you to move that dial. We want you to keep it locked in on LPJ. 64, Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing, Bible Study Hour, where we're talking about grieving and resisting the Holy Spirit.
Because he said, so I will love the world. I so love the world that I gave my only begotten son. That's right. So I so love the world. He gave his only only son. So he did that out of love. So we don't do anything. And we do anything for anybody. Do it out of love. We don't do it out of love. Don't do it. Just don't do it. It ain't worth doing. That's right. So love is the key word. That is the foundation. That's right. It's the foundation of everything that we do as a Christian. If you if we don't do it out of love, then don't do it. That God says it's not worth doing it. That's right. Do it do it with love. So if you just joined us, you are listening to LPJ sixty four with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible study hour. When we're talking about grieving and resisting the yes. Holy Spirit. Yes, I do. 
So, you know, it is interesting that in Ephesians 4, or that's what we're in, there is also a distinct communal aspect. The idea of unity is mentioned several times. Paul is concerned that we maintain the unity of the Spirit because we live the life of God in the context of one another. Yes. So in uh, 4.32, And be kind to one another, full of pity, having forgiveness for one another, even as God in Christ have forgiveness for you. Amen. That's right. So how we relate to one another in the church Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. So when we go up to Ephesians 4, 3. Taking care to keep the harmony of the spirit in the yoke of peace. Is a crucial part of not grieving the Holy Spirit. You see, that's what, why God speaks of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. See, forgiveness free you. It's not for the other person. When you forgive, you free your soul. Amen. You free yourself. It's not about the other person. It's about you. It's more about you than anything. It's more about mm -hmm. you than anything. And when you actually really forgive the other person, you set yourself free. Because in other words, you hold yourself in bondage yes, because you, you, you haven't got, forgiven yes, an you, individual. You got yourself, see, because the other person really don't care whether you forgive them or not. Because when mm -hmm. they do evil, they're set evil bound with evil spirits. The evil spirits don't even think about you. They go on about their business to do more evil if they don't and know God. Mm -hmm. And they never take one time to think with, think about whether you forgave them or not. They really don't care. And you sitting there mad, all swollen up, high blood pressure and, and sugar up and, mm -hmm. and feeling down and aching and in pain. And they go on about their business. When you forgive them freely and, and spiritually, that burden is lifted, oh, and you. you feel like, man, what a blessing! What a blessing! I if, am I, free. if I knew this all it took, I would have. I'd have been a long down. time ago. Your, your <laughs> blood pressure drop. You get off the blood pressure pills and everything. You get the feeling better, and it's like, man, I, I should have done this six months ago. That's right. And you, you didn't realize what it was. That's why God said, forgive. Forgiveness is for your benefit, not the, other person, not, not the other person. person. And when we learn that, we'll ask God to give us a forgiveness heart to forgive others so I can set myself free That's so right. I can go ahead and live the life, of Christ. the life of Christ and be happy and have joy and peace. Amen. Amen. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Okay, verse Corinthians. All right, there. Chapter 3, okay. verse 16 and 17. 16, where we go? Right there. Do you not see that you are God's holy house and that the Spirit of God has its place in you? Mm. If anyone makes the house of God unclean, God will put an end to him. For the house of God is holy, and you are his house. So this really does matter to God. 
How we consider one another in the body of Christ is of prime importance to God's spirit. Yeah, see, that goes right back to what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness free you. You got to clean right. God's house up. When you, clean it out. when you forgive, you clean God's house. He give you that love, that peace, that joy. But you crowding up God's house right. when you don't forgive with, with sin, with hate, with evil. And that's God's house. That's not yours. Mm -hmm. That's not yours. He just said it. It's God's house. That's God's house. And if his house is unclean, he'll put an end to he'll, you. He'll put an end to you. That's why you end up with ulcer and, and uh, uh, high blood pressure and, and everything else because you got God's house all crowded up with sin and depression and everything else. God said, forgive. So you, he can push that stuff about you. Get that's rid of right. it. So you won't have to be bothered so you with you won't be in a yoga bondage. You won't be, that's right. And that's why he asks you to forgive. And Amen. you'll find some peace. You'll have a peace of mind. You'll be able to rest. You'll be able to sleep at night. You won't have to take no sleeping pills. <laughs> that's right. See, when you, when, you ask, when you go ahead and forgive, see, it's for your, your benefit. That's right. And then we will also talk about quenching. The Holy Spirit. We're gonna to go to First Thessalonians. Okay, let me get over here now. There we go. Here. First Thessalonians chapter five, nineteen, twenty, and twenty-one. Okay, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Do not put out the light of the Spirit. Do not make little of the words of the prophets. Let all things be tested. Keep to what is good. Yeah. So the word quenching suggests the idea of a fire. The same Greek root word is used in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 19. And in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16 says... Verse 16. Okay. And most of all, using faith as a cover to keep off all the flaming errors of the evil one. Yes. So this suggests that something about the Holy Spirit is like a fire that can be extinguished. Yes. So we should remember that the Holy Spirit does two significant things for us. He gives us knowledge of sin, and it gives us power to overcome sin. Mm -hmm. Both are related to sanctification. That's right. And that's what we got to remember, that you can quench it. You can put it out. Or you can let it burn hot as fire. That's right. Let the power, the power of the Holy right Spirit help that's you overcome right. help you the overcome. sin that we go through every day. That's right. So mm -hmm. through the Word of God, the Spirit tells us, what we need to know in order to live a holy life. And through his indwelling power, he enables us to change our lives according to the knowledge. And one way we can avoid quenching and putting the spirit out is not despise the prophetic utterance. So in other words, you know, we said we're going to, again, First Thessalonians, 
520, because we did read that. Let's go back and read that one more time. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 20. Again, the verse says, Do not make little of the words of the prophets. Paul instructed the Thessalonian believers not to despise prophetic utterance, and yet he called for their discernment in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 21. Let all things be tested, keep to what is good. So while we are to open to the Spirit in our congregational life and should not quench the work of the Holy Spirit, we also need discernment. Because false teaching and false prophets will continue to plague the church. Yes, and and in order to know false prophets, and you got to know teaching, the scriptures. You need to know the word. You need to be reading the word in order to know if it's false teaching or not. If you <clears throat> if you don't open God's word and read it, how are you going to know when it's false or not? That's right, and it's the Holy Spirit will lead you to all truth right so the holy spirit lets you know whether that's a false prophet or not because it's all through the scriptures it's all through the scripture but mm -hmm. you got to be reading them in mm -hmm. order to know that's true you know the holy spirit can only lead you if you're reading it right you know that's correct because the bible will tell you uh not to uh trust any man because a man will what deceive you deceive you mm -hmm. You know, to read for yourself. He's infallible too. That's right. Read for yourself. Study, Study to show thyself approved. Right. Rightly dividing the word. The is word. True. So he tells you to do that for yourself, so you will know. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Read. And let the Holy Spirit guide you. You know, so you'll know if who you're listening to is preaching or teaching the truth. Teaching the truth. In his word. Not all spirits are benign. The spirit inspired, inspired word of God, however, is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And we can find that in Psalms 119, verse 105. Psalm 119, 119. verse 105. 119 verse 105 says your word is a light for my feet ever shining on my path so right. it's a light unto my feet a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path so but it by it we have a standard to measure even new prophetic utterance so in biblical times such a lamp involved a burning wick that shed light before the feet of those who walked in the night. The Bible tells us how to walk. So let's look in Galatians chapter 5. Galatians in the New Testament chapter 5 verse 25. So he even tells us how to walk. So if we are living by the Spirit, the Spirit by the Spirit, let us be guided. So walk 
by the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. So let the Holy Spirit guide you. Right, and and the Holy Spirit is the light. If you let the Holy Spirit the guide you, you can't do nothing but walk in the light. That's right, and we do that uh -huh. by surrendering ourselves to the teachings of the Word of God and That's by right. obeying the promptings of the Holy Spirit as He points us in the way that we should live. That's right. There you go. So many who profess to believe that the Bible is the Word of God interpret it in ways that all but denude the scriptures of any real authority, robbing them of any real power in their lives. Also, when we despise the Word of God and treat it with disrespect or neglect to apply it to our lives, we are snuffing out this lamp that is given to lead us on our way and to stir our conscience towards good works. Amen. And so as we don't obey the word, then it's, it, it gets dimmer and dimmer, and then we cannot see where we're going in the spirit. You're running out, you're running up the oil, you're yeah. running out oil, and after a while your light going to go out. Because we are not obeying it. That's or right. we robbing it of robbing ourselves of real power. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So there it is. Now also, you also can blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. Let's look at Mark chapter three. Mark chapter three, verse twenty eight and twenty nine. Truly I say to you, the sons of men will have forgiveness for all their sins and for all the evil words they say. But whoever says evil things against the Holy Spirit will never have forgiveness, but the evil he has done will be with him forever. And Whoa. that's in Mark. Let's look at Luke. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So you better pay forever. attention. Pay attention. Luke chapter 12, verse 10. All right. And if anyone says a word against the Son of Man, he will have forgiveness. But for him who says evil words against the Holy Spirit, there will be no forgiveness. Will be no forgiveness. And we're going to look at Matthew. See, Mark and Luke and Matthew are speaking on the same thing. Matthew chapter 12. Verse 31 and 32. So that's why he said to study the word so you can understand it. So I say to you, every sin and every evil word against God will have forgiveness. But evil words against the Spirit, there will be no forgiveness. And whoever says a word against the Son of Man will have forgiveness. But whoever says a word against the Holy Spirit will not have forgiveness in this life or in that which is to come. That's so they are back. all on the same accord. I remember they're all the same. The Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit and God is one. That's right. Now he, he's saying the Holy Spirit, they are one. So remember that. The question is, if all sins and blasphemies can be forgiven, what is it that cannot be forgiven? Well, we're getting ready to talk about that. Let's do that. I like that. There so perhaps go. no other sin has caused greater uncertainty and anguish 
among Christians and has been more misunderstood than has the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Well, some think that Jesus has in mind some specific sins that are particularly grievous. We do well to remind ourselves, however, that all sins are hideous to God. Yeah, hideous to God. Even though some sins might have more drastic consequences than do others, but what did Jesus mean when he spoke about the unforgivable sin? So actually, none of these texts say that this sin cannot be given, forgiven. Just that it will be that just that it will not be forgiven. Let's remember the work of the Holy Spirit is to lead sinners to an awareness of their sin and to awaken in them the desire to accept Jesus, who alone forgives sin. Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, therefore, must be understood as the deliberate and persistent repudiation of Jesus' saving work. It occurs when an individual willfully resists the Spirit's testimony to Christ and his salvation and grace. Jesus isn't talking about someone uttering a few slanderous words. Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is committed only in the context of an attitude of persistent unbelief an open hostility towards Jesus. Blaspheming the Holy Spirit is not a single episode. It is a determined way of life. Yeah, if you, if you continue to live and say, there is no God, I don't believe in God, I don't live for God, I won't live for God, and, and continue to live it's that way. Continuous. It's and exactly you right. can't, now, wait a minute, we got, you got to think about this. Now, you might say, well, that person, but what if you speak those words today and die tomorrow? That's what you got to understand. That's continuously living that way. And you're willfully. And you willfully spoke those words. Resisting and the Spirit. And resisting God, and you died tomorrow. Mm. Or you died the next hour. Or you died that night. In your sleep, you died, and you spoke those harsh words that early part of that day, and you went. In other words, and he said it's not a single episode. There you go. It's it's a determined way of You're life. So in other way. words, you are determined to live the way you want to live, right. regardless of what the words say. I'm gonna live the way Robert wants to live. I'm gonna drink. Know. I'm gonna smoke. I'm, I'm gonna do whatever I'm I choose do to do. Whatever I choose to do, cause this is my life, and no, and nothing, and no one's gonna tell me how to live it. Now yes. that's what God is talking about. And, and he's also saying, in the place of receiving the evidence that was offered them, in the place of recognizing in Christ's work the endowment of heaven, they held right on to their wicked purpose mm -hmm. and said, he performed this wonderful work through the devil. Basically, that's what you're saying. That's right. So this was the sin against the Holy Spirit. Oh, my Lord. So when the human heart is settled in stubborn opposition to God and thus 
consciously refuses to give Jesus his due, the heart is hardened and fails to acknowledge the truth of the Holy Spirit's testimony to God's saving sacrifice in Jesus Christ. Mm. So this sin is beyond the possibility of forgiveness. Not because God is powerless or unwilling to forgive, but because the person is not able to recognize his or her own sin. Mm -hmm. Therefore, he or she does not accept forgiveness through Jesus. This attitude, of course, has eternal consequences. Well, think about Judas and his sin and what he did. Jesus forgave him, but he could not forgive himself, so he hung himself. That's right. It says because the person is not able to recognize his sin, or accept forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Well, if you can't recognize your sins, how can you accept, ask for forgiveness? Right. See, you, you got to recognize. Right, you got to recognize to accept the forgiveness. I mean, if you don't recognize you did anything wrong to me, how are you going to tell for me you're sorry? That's right. Or how are you going to ask and say, ask me for forgiveness? First, you have to recognize, recognize. that you did something wrong to Amen. me in order to ask me to forgive you or to even say, I'm sorry. Right. See, if you don't recognize it, you're not going to ask me. You, you're going to feel you didn't do anything wrong, so I'm not going to apologize to him. I don't owe him no apology. I didn't do anything to him. I didn't say anything wrong, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to apologize. And that's the way, that's what God is saying. Mm-hmm. And you don't recognize it, that he is who he is. Amen. Well, then why should you recognize who he is? Why should you bow to him? Why should you repent? Why should you do anything? Hmm? That's right. Simple as that. Exactly. So the mere fact that people anxiously ask whether they have sinned, the unforgivable sin reveals that they most surely haven't. If they had committed it, they certainly wouldn't be worried about it. Well, they wouldn't be asking you. They wouldn't be asking. They wouldn't be saying, have I committed uh, the unforgivable sin? No. If you had... You wouldn't be saying nothing about it. You wouldn't be asking because you wouldn't care. It said the worry is all the evidence they need that indeed they are still open to the Spirit's That's right. Because people that evil do not care to ask what they have done. That's right. So what the person should do is claim the righteousness of Jesus and clinging to Jesus' marriage Press on ahead in faith and obedience, and only under the covering of Christ's righteousness, which is the righteousness of God Himself. Amen. Amen. Oh, we have a loving God. Amen. We have a loving God. Our Father is good. All the time. So All we just, the time. We want to thank you for joining us tonight. We enjoy the word of God and we always want to be his witness as he used each and every one of us as a vessel to be a witness for him. So we're going to play a song, come back with closing comments and our email address. So keep it locked in on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour.
so good to me. Yes. That's yes. Miami Mass Choir. He's been good to me. He's still Amen. good to me. He's, He's still, still good. good to me. He's been good. He's, He's still, still good. good today. Yeah, always <laughs> good. God Amen. Is always good. So truly, we thank you for joining us uh, right here on LPJ 64 for this wonderful Bible study called Grieving and Resisting the Holy Spirit. The closing comment is there is really only one person God cannot forgive, and that is the person who persistently refuses to come to Jesus for forgiveness. The sin of blaspheming against the Holy Spirit does not lie in any sudden word or deed. It is the firm, determined resistance of truth and evidence. So no one need look upon the sin against the Holy Ghost as something mysterious and indefinable. Indefi the sin against the Holy Ghost is a sin of persistent refusal to respond to the invitation to repent. Amen. 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 So we thank you for joining us, and now we're going to have closing prayer. A mind to pray. Dear Almighty and Omnipotent God, our Father, our Creator, and everlasting help. We humbly approach your throne in the precious name of Jesus. We eagerly enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, recognizing you are infinite in power and might. The fullness of your ways are past knowing, and your majesty is both seen and felt. Your word says you will grant us the very desire and will to do those things that are pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, the first and the last, we ask for our mind to pray and revelation to have a deeper and more intimate fellowship with you. We ask that you drive out all distractions and the cares of this life and give us a sincere heart to seek your face with great expectation and hope. Let us have the same attitude of Christ, who was totally faithful and dependent on you. In the name of Jesus, help us, Holy Spirit, to submit our minds to the purpose and plans of God while teaching us how to follow him daily. Let us turn from our wicked ways so that our sins be forgiven and that you hear our prayers and restore our land. In the name of Jesus, renew our minds and saturate them in your word that our thoughts are pure and steadfastly focused on you. Draw us near and let us listen attentively to your voice, cherishing every moment in prayer and fellowship with you. Let us desire your presence more than our natural food and give us a mind to pray and seek your kingdom above all else, while trusting you to provide all of our needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. And may the windows of heaven open and pour upon you a bundle of blessings. May you have a wonderful and blessed night. And also, if you have a prayer request or you have a Bible question, you can email us at ro. B-T-G-I-N-A-50 at gmail.com. And remember, we come on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Thank you for joining us, and have a blessed night. And don't forget, we do have a chat box. That's right. When we're on live, you can chat with us as well. So don't forget that either. So hopefully, Lord's willing, we'll... Be talking to you again Friday from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. and have a blessed night.